Over the course of nine years, my father, Stephen, son of Robert and Lillian, memorized over 90 quotes that he recites daily. In each podcast, a quote is randomly picked out of a hat and then discussed. Many of the quotes relate in one way or the other to the dreams course that Stephen is currently teaching. Welcome back to the Dreams Course Podcast. I'm Michael, son of Judith and Stephen. I'm Stephen, son of Lillian and Robert. Well, how you doing today? Uh, well, I uh, just got my second shot, a COVID shot. Hmm. So You're like 50 cent now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been shot multiple times. I mean, I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you going to celebrate tonight? Are you going to party? You gonna go to like a rave or something? Just thinking about it with my dog Greta. I've invited Greta so far, and she's the only one who's responded yes to a rave <laughs> that we've had the shot. But she's up for it, so you know we'll see how it goes. But right now uh, it's a go, and a little bit later. So you and your dog are gonna do ecstasy tonight and just dance? Yeah, she's already on ecstasy. That's I put that in her food every day. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, so I've got the hat, and l- and last time we spoke, we never got to the hat. Yes. So why don't I dive in now and see what we get? Go ahead and pulling one out now. Okay, here we go. Some of us spend our entire lives following our desires rather than our missions. And that's from a book called The Instruction. Let me read that again. Some of us spend our entire lives following our desires rather than our missions. I like this a lot because it separates out the huge gap between the word desire and the word mission. It's the uh, Grand Canyon. Because desire is going to be coming from your body, your ego, of what you want or what you need. And it's survival kind of mechanism. And a mission is a definition of purpose. Completely different. And show me a person that has a mission in life versus a person who has no mission in life but lots of desires, and that too becomes a wide gap. If you feel you have a mission in life, it cuts off all the nonsense, all the little worries and concerns and desires. They kind of float away because you have one priority and that is to fulfill your mission while you're here on Earth. Yeah, it gives you fuel in your engine as well. Yeah, big time. And you, you're not overwhelmed by all the all the fear and the desire that is attributed to the ego and to the body. It's seen the body as a as an instrument to fulfill the mission, and in that sense. In a bigger sense, and this is the bigger conversation, the ego, which is the desire, is suddenly in service 
to the self, which is the mission. When you're serving the self, and that comes to some of the things we've talked about, the, this actually I've added one more, six foods of the spirit, breathing, beauty, creativity, um, gratitude, service, and laughter. Okay, time out. You added a food to the five foods of the spirit, well, but you didn't talk I, to me about that? <laughs> I was laughing too hard. I couldn't get to you. <laughs> uh, no, I, mean, I was going to run it by. Well, now that we're here, this, do you think? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll you're going to run it by me? What, when you no. presented it as 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 a gospel? <laughs> well, I've been teaching it, you know, in my class, so I've been kind of ahead of you a little bit. But here's what I'm willing to say: that it only stays in if you give it the approval. If you I don't like give it. it the approval, then it it takes a hike. How about that? I like it. Well, you have a very serious side, and you have a very funny side, and um, I have the same thing, and it used to be really problematic for me when I was younger because I was so intense, and then I could be funny, but a lot of people just thought I looked like I was some sort of serial killer. Right, but the idea of being serious isn't a problem because you could be seriously happy. You could be seriously funny. Uh You can be seriously full of life. Right. I agree with that. Yeah, I I think what it is is that you experience things in a full way, whether it's funny or whether it's not funny or whatever, but you're impassioned and it comes out in a serious way. Yeah. Laughter is important. Laughter is important because the ego hates hates, uh, laughter. Yeah, I, I, I never thought of that, actually. Does the ego hate it? Uh, l- let's talk about it in terms of the quote. The ego, essentially, if you identify with your thoughts and your body, the ego's in control. And we've talked about how then, therefore, the spirit and the self becomes a underdog. And you once said about lighting the flame in the spirit. You know, you got to keep the spirit alive. When you begin to no longer live by desire, but you choose to live by a mission, the ego suddenly becomes relegated to a second position. Hmm. And so the spirit, which the five, five or six foods, let's say six foods, the six foods is the way to build up and feed the spirit so it can be a stronger in a stronger position to control the ego, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Yes. If you're pursuing only desire in this world, it's going to at some point feel like, what is the purpose of anything? But if you are coming from yourself and you're living the six foods of the spirit every day and you have a mission, the ego gets uh, suddenly uh, reduced like squeezed down to a tiny little nutshell. This assumes that the mission is not based in an ego-driven desire, essentially, because you can have a mission to become the, the wealthiest person on the planet, for example, but that's not a mission. Right. So the mission then, by definition, is something that is to do what? The mission is something other than you. 
the mission is spiritual in nature. The, it's not about gathering materialism to you. It's if the person that is made making a lot of money a goal, that's fine. Because if he gets in the position to have a lot of money, then his mission becomes, what does he do with all that money? So it's like money by itself is not, a, is not evil. It's just what are you doing with the money once you get a lot of it? So mission is completely in another realm. Now, how do you get a mission? That's a good question. If I asked you, well, let me ask you, do you feel you have a mission? Yeah. What is it? In my life, I'd like to make a film. Is that a desire or a mission? I feel like it's a mission. I feel like it's a desire. End of podcast? No. I'm, joking. Podcast. I'm joking. <laughs> Just... No, no, no. No, I think it's a goal, but, but the movie itself... How is the movie by itself going to help any other people other than yourself? Other than you, when you're making it, you've hired people, you're giving them jobs. That sounds like a very kind of, well, I, I've yeah. done that. I, I've made a movie and it didn't help. Well, it's about intention. So I think more and more, I think life is it's marvelous, but it's also meaningless. Um, without a mission mission see I actually will f I will push back because I think mission is tied into desire like to me I actually don't think that they're that different like my my goal spiritually is to see through the net of desires and fears and a mission seems like a human constructed desire net that you put onto your life to give it a sense of accomplishment, which is rooted in, in ego. Right, but if you go to the quote, I didn't say the quote, I just wrote it down. Some of us spend our entire lives following our desires rather than our missions. So the, the, the author of that is saying there's a distinction. Okay, so then my mission is to no longer have any desire or any fear. Okay, that's a mission. I agree. That's a, that's a mission because it's in another realm. You can't see that, that mission. But in the doing of that, of losing fear and losing desire, that's going to put you into some altered state that you're not in now. That will prevent you from being a victim of desire. You've you've eliminated it, right? Yeah. So what the real conversation is, which is what the Dreams Course is about, is individuation is really an individual's unique path back to their self. As we've discussed on this before, I believe the self is what we were to begin with. Then we came into human form and we got confused. Because being in human form is so, so incredibly engaging that we forget that we're a self. <laughs> we forget where we began. 
And the individuation is the life process of you coming back to that. And when you get back to the self, therein you will find your mission. I mean, that's that's what I now believe anyway for to this point. So for me, it's a clear distinction because I have lots of desires. And until it really began for me for this course, the course became my mission. And that's why I have, I don't receive money. That's why I have people donate to Parkinson's. I don't want anything to do with money. I just want to do with the self and reaching out to other selves and growing and expanding and moving toward my own destiny. And having a mission for me has been a lifesaver. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we're also at different ages. When I was your age, I had a lot of goals. You know, make a movie, you know, be on a TV show, kind of, you know, perfectly reasonable goals and stuff. And was very goal-oriented when I was younger, and I think that's correct to be. I think if you're going to be ambitious, be ambitious in your 20s and 30s. I mean, do those things. But I'm now no longer at that age, and so everything has changed. I feel like I've done a lot of that, and now I'm looking for something that's a little bit more eternal in 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 um, fulfillment. So it's okay if you and I aren't in the same place. Completely understandable. Yeah, I'm taking my time with this one. I think because I acknowledge that life moves in chapters and you're at a different chapter than I am at right now. Spiritually right now, I would love to transcend the terribly simple mindset of being a human being. Because I think, like we've talked about, other animals don't necessarily have ego the same way human beings do. I've never seen a deer turn to another deer and say, have I gained too much weight? Do I look fat to you? <laughs> or, look, or look at my paws. Look, I, I need a Botox injection right into my forehead. I can't believe the wrinkles. <laughs> How long until there's... Botox for animals. <laughs> there probably is. I want my little doggy to look like he did when he was two. <laughs> Can we Botox him up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> a little lap terrier with gigantic yeah. lips. Oh, I hate that he's going <laughs> yeah, do some lip work on it. Yeah. Jokes aside, human beings, wow, what a... <laughs> What a sad, I mean, it's kind of a sad story. We're, it. I can laugh at it because it's the folly of history and uh, of our species kind of walking around aimlessly trying to make sense of this place. But ultimately, wouldn't it be nice to just not be limited by this body and this, and this form and this incapability of being able to express things? through speech instead of just feeling free? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and as you get older, the body becomes, you know, like a, it's like a maintenance 
project. You're having to serve it a lot because it's beginning its process of, you know, it's becoming fall time and the leaves are starting to dry up. And you have to either, you know, rage, rage against the dying of the light and fight it as long as you can, which I believe is the right thing to do. Or you give in to it, you know. But clearly the body is is an instrument and the spirit is separate from it. And, you know, the Dalai Lama, you know, I love about the Dalai Lama is how much laughing he does. Mm. He laughs a lot. Mm. He's not, he's serious. But if you see some of the speeches while the translator is 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 translating his words to the audience, he's looking out in the audience and catching someone's face and then laughing and doing I thought that says something wonderful that getting to that place where your mission lies is fun. I mean it's it's energizing. It's not serious and now you have to carry the weight of fearlessness and desireness and, or death you know, it's like or death or all that stuff well it's a hopeless cause if you identify with your body which i've done for most of my life because the body just at some point is going to you know give out so if you're identified with that that's a problem i really like your description of the human body or the body itself being an instrument and the spirit being something else. And I think maybe what that something else is, is, say, the wind or the strings of the instrument, you know, or whatever it is, the energy that is behind the the sound waves of an instrument, if you're going to use the analogy of an instrument, right? Okay. And that ultimately the song that you want to play is love, Love for being. I had this conversation along those lines. A dreamer had dreamt of a roller coasters, and the perfect, you know, it's the perfect analogy to the ups and downs of life. But I pointed out to her that when I was younger and living in Chicago, I took my son Christopher and your brother and took him to Houston to ride the great roller coaster in Houston, which we did. And what I learned was there were ups and downs, but in the end, I came in, I was applauding it because it was thrilling, the whole ride, your whole life ends up being the roller coaster, the whole thing with the ups and the downs was absolutely thrilling. That's to me what a great life is. It's not the down moments or the super up. It's the ride. The entirety. The entirety. When you come in, you'll see some people scared by the end of the ride. It's been fearful. and A lot of bad things can happen to you. But when we came in, we rode it 14 times in a row. When we came in, we were applauding. Mm. We were going applauding like, well done. This has been such a, all of it, the scary part, the not scary part, the rickety Rick as it's going up the, the, <laughs> rickety, the Rick. <laughs> rickety Rick, the sound it makes when it's going up and you're getting nervous and then you're going down at full speed, you're screaming, then you go around a corner and then you come in at the end. And I just found myself thrilled. Yeah. And you arrive back at the starting place. I started back at the exciting, the, the starting place. 
That's that's the story of Ulysses. You know, he starts out and does this whole adventure, but in the end he comes back. And as Joseph Campbell points out, the whole entirety of the adventure is the trip. It's not one moment. It's so all that experience that Ulysses had when he came back made him a different man with different perceptions when he returned home. Mm. It's consciousness. Yeah. So... Instead of getting, I think a lot of people through desire get hung up in the valleys of the roller coaster. I'm really pushing this analogy too far. No, no, I like it because desires, to come back to the quote as well, desires are like finishing lines, right? Yeah. Like if you have a desire and you work towards it and you get it, okay, well now it's done. And then you're- Now what? And now Now what? what? And there is no finish line in life. There is, if you view that too, that it's just learning, that's all it is, it's just learning experience, and you don't put the, yeah, you don't put the ending in the beginning in a too serious a way, it changes your perception, we're back to that, but it changes your perception of the trip, and if by chance and lucky that along the way you discover a mission to fulfill your own evolution, your own learning curve, as well as helping others, that's that's pretty. You know, that's transcendent. That's you're getting pretty high up there, mm. or in there, or whatever whatever direction it goes in. Okay, here's an idea. A, a desire is something that you can achieve, and then it's done, and then what? But a mission is something that you can commit to that the work will never end. And it goes beyond your own life. And it goes beyond your own life. Good, I like that. That that That's why I think it's relaxing because the desire is, as you said, it begins, it happens, and it's done. And it really is done. It's not like you're suddenly looking around saying, but wait a minute, I thought if I did this, it would suddenly change my life. Not really. Not really. It was just you, you You. had a goal and you made it and now it's over. Now what? And the mission, I think, is really great. I think it's like eternal. You're like working towards something that you're not being rushed to do. Yeah. It's a state of being almost. So I think that's nice. State of being versus uh, something you want. Yeah. State of being. Because uh, a state of being is is anti ego definitely it's antibody definitely because no matter what condition you're in you can always be a state of being when you're in the fall of your life as you like to say you still have a state of being and that can transcend the rise and fall of the of the human form yeah this i'm in the most significant chapter of my life but i've always thought that about all the different chapters but I really feel it now because this is the moment where I'm coming face to face with mission and desire. I don't have that much interest in life as just something to be desired or get a new car or new something. It has a place and I get it. But I find myself wanting to read the books and do the meditations and do the course and stuff and do this with you because I'm looking to closer to the self, where then the ego folds into place. The ego should be serving the self and not the self serving the ego. 
and most of the people I know are caught up in the ego universe, the body universe. And individuation is changing that uh, relationship. So anyway, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a very good quote, but, but I like the way you finished it up. One is done when you do it, and the other continues on. That's what Hess felt, Herman Hess, and we, you know, we in the course we do read his book, Damien. But he believed that that you know we're all part of evolution. We're all moving toward love or the spirit or the self. We're, that's where the human race is going. But we're doing it very slowly and with a lot of flaws. But I want to be on the side and on the team and on the train that is headed in that direction up the mountain. Then in desirable, desirable down below, which is just very little meaning. Hmm. Do you have anything? That's all I have to say. Do you have anything else to add? Just one more thought on desire. Okay. It'll never be enough. Right. Do you remember, I used to remember coming out of a class if I got a high grade, like a 90 on a quiz. And the boy next to me says, I got a 95, and I felt inadequate. <laughs> the de- desire is endless. There is no payoff. And guess what? Desire is always either in the future or in the past because it's been accomplished. And life and love and state of beings are in the present moment. You can't beat that. All good for me. The Dreams Course is a one-on-one program done through phone calls with Stephen using dream interpretation and reading Herman Hesse's Damien. If you would like to contact Stephen, please visit the Dreams Course website at thedreamscourse.org or email him at thedreamscourse at yahoo.com. Again, that is thedreamscourse.org or email him at thedreamscourse at yahoo.com. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and come back for the next episode. We have many, many more quotes to get to. Thank you.